0: Hey there and welcome to another Eurogamer newscast and we're back again talking about Microsoft and the Activision Blizzard takeover attempt that it's trying to push through and the latest developments on that. Joining me as ever is Eurogamer's trusty news reporting team. We've got Victoria Kennedy. Hello. Israq Subban. Hello. Liv on Hello. And I'm Tom Phillips. So this week we have seen kind of the next step in the journey through regulation, which sounds very boring, um, I know. But it's this long process that basically means governments and um, regulatory, regulatory bodies uh, from all over the world examine Microsoft's attempt to snaffle Call of Duty for itself um, and make Activision Blizzard King part of uh, Microsoft. And the we've seen some regulatory bodies approve the deal already. Uh, Brazil and I think Saudi Arabia, is that right?
1: I'm pretty sure it's Saudi.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but the UK's Competition and Markets Authority, the CMA, is looking at this in more detail. We've talked about that before. They moved into this sort of more intensive scrutiny of the deal in September. And this week, they have weighed in with their October uh, issue statement, which is part of this roadmap that they're going through before delivering their final verdict on March the 1st next year. Um, And once they have weighed in and other bodies around the world have weighed in, Microsoft has said from day one that it expects this deal to close finally next summer. So what has been going on this week? Well, we reported on this yesterday and uh, as we wrote in the article, there aren't really any new sort of arguments that have been surfaced by the CMA this week on why Microsoft should or shouldn't, I mean, it's sort of there to say why it shouldn't, if it needs to step in, um, own Activision Blizzard. But there are still obviously issues here, and we'll talk a bit about those. And interestingly, Microsoft's response. This sort of came to our attention because when it was published, this document from the CMA, um, it was surfaced on Eurogamer's sister site, gamesindustry.biz, with a very detailed set of responses from Microsoft, kind of feeling like they need to weigh in on all of this stuff. Um, Just on a surface level, Victoria, do you... How did you sort of feel when you when you when you saw this that they'd weighed in? Uh, you know, they they were very keen to get ahead of what was said in this October statement. That's that's how it felt, right?
1: Yeah, and I, I I know I've said this in some of my articles as well. And this whole thing feels like it's becoming a lot more protracted than anyone, I suppose. I don't know, no, not that anyone really expected, but I do feel that Microsoft feeling the need to kind of jump up and defend themselves. I, I kind of feel that they should just let the CMA do their job at this point. And I feel that Microsoft and like, I know we've also said this about Sony in the past, like it's getting a little bit too playgroundy from my perspective of people like having to like have the last word. And, and it's just, just shh. that's where I'm at with this at the moment. I would rather just let the the regulatory bodies do what they need to do. They obviously feel the need to go into the second phase, let them crack on and do it. I don't know. Maybe that's the mother in me, kind of <laughs> asking the children not to squabble so much. But
2: yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I, I was going to say is interesting. Sorry, go on.
0: No, I was just going to say Um, I think one of the reasons that Microsoft feel, or one of the arguments that they put forward yesterday for coming uh, up with all of this stuff immediately is they think that the CMA is is judging them harshly. Or that's certainly what they're saying. They're saying that um, PlayStation's uh, sort of evidence that it's given has just been taken by the CMA without question. And that has triggered this second phase, right?
2: Yeah. Um, they make, I mean, they, they present it as like almost that the CMA has been sort of captured um, by Sony and that they've just, they've just taken the Sony line of argument um, which is quite bizarre, even more bizarre to say publicly, even if they do believe that. Um, and that essentially what xbox is doing is is doing us all a favor they're providing consumer choice um that we're providing more ways to play play well i suppose call of duty and whatever activision ends so it's quite bizarre Uh, and i mean normally these sort of mergers and acquisitions they're usually very dull and very boring and it's not something it happens behind the scenes you might have some lobbying going on but it is quite extraordinary how both Sony and Microsoft are making so many public statements about this um, which I think is interesting and I think is an acknowledgement that actually they also need to win over the side of us gamers um, mm. um, uh, as as well as obviously the regulators um, which I don't think we've seen before really
0: do you that's that's a really interesting I I'm, I'm not sure I'm not sure I agree I mean I, I don't know like the, the the deal will go through whether you or I think this is a good or bad mm. idea. Yeah, like for it's the sure. it, we don't have the power to block this stuff. Um, but it's an interesting idea that they want to. Maybe I I, I do ex, I do I do sort of agree that maybe that's why they're being so public about it. That you know at the end of the day we are all their customers, and they want to sell it to us as much as they're selling it to the regulators so yeah, yeah i think you're probably right on that front
2: i don't think those statements are trying to influence the regulators i don't think they even if they are reading those statements i don't think it's going to change the, the decision that's going to happen in the end um i do think it's purely just a pr thing um i think i i think it's part of a sort of wider microsoft initiatives to make xbox look i suppose quite friendly that they're very pro consumer like game pass is very much sold as like a good value for money, providing choice that you can play on PC or or, or on the cloud or on Xbox, wherever you want. And I think it's sort of, the way I see it is part of a bigger Microsoft initiative to look like a soft, nice, cuddly company that cares about you and is only, has your best interests at heart.
0: Wouldn't you like to come give us a hundred pounds a year for Xbox (laughs) Game Pass subscription? It's really good, it is, but. It is good. (laughs) Wouldn't he also like to give us a hundred pounds a year? Yeah. One of the funny things that Microsoft (laughs) said was that uh, Sony, the CMA had been swayed by self-serving input from Sony. And I just thought, yeah, like why wouldn't Sony be serving itself when it is asked for comment? You know, and and it it is rightly being asked for comment because it's, it's, it's a company that is going to be definitely impacted by this. There's no, real argument around that it's just the argument is to what extent
1: i gather as well the cma have said that they're obviously talking to all parties involved in this merger so they will also be talking to microsoft and they obviously feel that they need to i I don't think it's necessarily a case of them being swayed or blindsided by playstation or by sony sorry it's just that this is something that they have deemed as professionals in their capacity that they need to do i don't think it's necessarily a case of picking a favorite child it's just this is the balance that they've seen I keep going back to children. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I will. I will stop that there. That, that analogy. <laughs>
0: uh, one another. Another funny thing I think that's been quite widely talked about this week is how Xbox. It's it's kind of playing. It's not playing the victim. It's playing, but it's playing like the uh, the underdog. Yeah. In all of this. Um, Very bizarre. Live like what? What are some of the things that Microsoft has been saying? what are sort of some of the themes that it's trying to surface in all of this as it tries to i mean it's trying to counter the argument that it owning activision Blizzard will ruin playstation which
3: yeah yeah. i mean that you know they're saying things like sony's been they've had the largest console platform for over 20 years they they've you know got what what else was there more than, more than 4,000 games available on PlayStation alone like just weird statements just underplaying their own presence and influence yeah. and, and
1: value essentially. Yeah. It is quite it's, unbelievable it's they see. felt the need to take that line that they have been like, oh no, Xbox and PlayStation like we're we're definitely not the good ones here and like Call of Duty's not that big a oh, deal. All little Xbox. And, yeah, and it's just like it it is quite amazing seeing this big corporation having to take that stance now to try well, and like
2: the headline statement was the best one which is that even if every single Call of Duty player on PlayStation moves over to Xbox, PlayStation would still have a larger player base. Which is extraordinary just to really like kick yourself down to that actually so, like you, you almost like a uh, question like why are you buying this company at all then <laughs> it's just...
0: yep it's uh it, they they're all, they're basically arguing microsoft is is basically arguing against the importance of this acquisition which we haven't said it yet and and maybe it's it's just worth repeating this is 68 billion dollars <laughs>
1: Yeah. It's like, a lot
2: of money for something not very important.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly that. How can you argue that this is something that isn't really that important in the grand scheme of things And oh, you know, it won't really affect that much. But you also think that it's worth sixty-eight billion dollars. But
1: I still think, and I know I've said this a couple of times in other newscasts, like I still think King's a big deal, and they're not really like that's not coming up in any of these arguments. I still think that maybe I'm not saying that, you know, things like Call of Duty is not a big deal and that Xbox isn't a big deal, et cetera, et cetera. But I still think there is a lot more to the deal than the big headline stories that we're getting.
2: I do think yeah. Sony's less concerned with King, which is why it doesn't really reach the headlines. But I agree that obviously is a significant
0: part. That's a good point. Uh, you, you're not really hearing that because that's not the thing that PlayStation is interested in, and, and certainly from our point of view. And I and I, I do I do take the point. I think with um, Microsoft that PlayStation has become a big focus in this PlayStation's input is clearly front of the CMA's mind as it talks about Call of Duty and subscriptions um, that it it has become this sort of how will it affect the console market space and maybe that is a bit too um, surface level when Microsoft, you're right Victoria like King is a massive part of this Um, they've said this week in the uh, responses that they gave that They are nowhere in mobile game distribution. Which, actually, of all the things that they sort of try and diminish, I would agree with. Microsoft just does not have a massive presence on mobile. I can't think of anything that they've done on mobile that's made a big impact.
1: I mean, I'm not a big mobile player, but nothing is even sort of, like, I could think of. Well, Candy Crush would be obviously a king thing. So, I mean, that could be then a Microsoft. Oh, sorry, I
0: meant, like, anything that Microsoft has done. Like, no, no, but I'm, I'm, that's not what, I'm
1: trying to look back, but like, I, so I can't think of a Microsoft specific game, but I do know, like, I'm aware of things like Candy Crush, so that would be a good profile raiser for Microsoft in future endeavors. Yes, this is more where I was going with that train of thought.
0: Yeah, like at the moment, Microsoft's only real contribution to mobile gaming is cloud. Like that's that's their avenue to get on it.
2: I do think it's interesting that they feel the need to enter the mobile gaming business. Obviously, it's very lucrative, so there's there's a monetary incentive bit. There's steep competition, and of course, since Microsoft had their own, nobody has a Windows phone anymore, um, they're, they're very much um, under the mercy of Google and um, Apple when it comes to running games on mobile. Um, and of course, those companies take their own cuts from their own app stores for games, so it, it does seem like... To me, it feels like an odd move to really enter that market.
0: Well, Candy Crush is, um, is one of the top grossing mobile phone games in the world. And as soon as Microsoft owns that, then that's <laughs> yeah. profit that comes to Microsoft via Activision. Um, I think, you know, there, there can you see much crossover between Core cool Xbox franchises and Candy Crush. I don't think that they're about to do a, a, a Halo nah. Candy Crush.
1: Could, like have like your little warthog and <laughs> flick projectiles.
2: Well, would they want to dilute their brand with like I don't know a Candy Crush kind of <laughs> with Halo? I don't know.
1: One thing that's also interesting about the CMA's decision, though, is when we've also had the Brazilian. Um, I can't say their full name, but it's Cade. Is their little abbreviation. And they've gone like the other direction they're so like yeah crack on it's fine like they've they've yeah so obviously the cma is very like no this needs to be having further investigation because of x y and z whereas cade um uh you know they mentioned that you know people people could just drop the franchise it's not a big deal talking about call of duty so I, i do find that quite an interesting line that they've taken
2: i i do think it's interesting that perhaps Microsoft and Sony making such public statements because it, nobody expected the CMA to go into this in-depth investigation. I think there was an assumption that this would go through um, under phase one.
0: Do Yeah. I, I wonder, because they've always said from day one that it's going to be middle of next year thing, and uh, that certainly gives the time for the CMA. I, I think they were definitely a, uh, open to the possibility and and now they can say, oh, I, I can't believe it, you know, because that's that that's not even engaging in the argument. Well, they are they are engaging in the argument. That's like not Bill
1: Victor Meldrew though.
0: I
2: don't believe <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> but that's that's not engaging in. Uh, that's saying, well, we didn't even expect, you know, that it to be like this. I I I wonder about that. Um, so the, the timeline coming up for the CMA, we've had the October issue statement. This week, um, December is, uh, they have hearings from the main parties, consider provisional findings. January, they tell Microsoft of those provisional findings. And it's at that point that they seek possible remedies if required. So that's at the point where they basically say, look, we're leaning towards this. And if it's, we're gonna, we're not happy with this. Here's what we think that you can do to make us happy about this, February is the final deadline for Microsoft to say, "Okay, we're prepared to make this concession if needed." And March, they publish their final report, and that still gives you know plenty of time before the middle of next year. Even on this timetable, which, um, you know, you could see, like Microsoft is not gonna is gonna do everything it can, I believe, to make sure that this goes through, right? There's yep. no suggestion that they're going to be like, oh, well, never mind. Maybe next time.
1: <laughs> I mean, if the CMA ultimately comes back and says, no, they don't approve of the deal, what happens then?
0: I mean, well, the it,
2: it would go to court. But before that, you'd have um, the CMA would, like, as Tom said, they'd set a set of conditions to have the approval. So there would be negotiations initially anyway about what sort of things Microsoft can do for the deal to go through. But yeah, if, if, if it doesn't ultimately go through, there'll be years of appeals and court processes and whatnot. Liv, That's
0: what do exhausting. you think Microsoft could do to sweeten the deal? You know, bearing in mind the sort of things that the CMA is cautious about, um, could you see Microsoft sort of compromising on further on, on its statements on access to Call of Duty, stuff like that?
3: I don't know I mean obviously like Call of Duty has been the big the big sort of talking point about like between the two um, companies and it's kind of I'm just trying to think like what other what other exclusives are there that could kind of you know really entice them.
0: I think a lot of this is about Call of Duty you're right. Yeah, um, and right now they've said we'll keep it on next. Uh, we'll keep it on PlayStation for some time, um, but they've not said much about Game Pass, right? And everyone's, you know, thinking, well, what's going to be the situation there with Call of Duty?
2: Well, Microsoft's argument, I think, was that well, we'd we'd be happy to have Game Pass on PlayStation, which of course Sony would never say agree to. Or why wouldn't they? Um, but but yeah, of course, the CMA had I think had an interesting line of investigation where. I think for them the primary issue is one of streaming, right? That, that Microsoft, with its big Azure cloud infrastructure, has like a leg up against Sony, and Sony is currently um, has a very limited selection of cloud streaming. I think it was just PS3 games, and they rely on like other companies for that. Um, so I think the idea that Call of Duty being available on, say, Xbox cloud gaming. And you could play Call of Duty anywhere, by that with with that um, puts Sony at a real disadvantage.
0: Yeah, on that, Microsoft said uh, another one of these things that it was trying to play down: consumer adoption of cloud gaming remains low. Um, also, Xbox as a platform is last place in console, seventh place in PC. As we were saying earlier, nowhere in mobile game distribution globally. <laughs> Does sound uh... cool.
1: get
2: your violins out, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, of course. regular decisions aren't about like what, how the situation is right now. It is also about sort of anticipating what the market would look like after an acquisition. And mm. do we see in the next ten years Microsoft becoming a dominant player when it comes to cloud gaming? And you know, will Gamecast, uh, sorry, Game Game Pass come to control <laughs> much of the industry? Possibly It's is growing very well, and they're doing very well from it. Um, the,
0: the expected thing, if this deal goes through, right, is that Call of Duty will, they haven't said this, but I think we all expect Call of Duty will be available day one as part of Xbox Game Pass, right? That's what we're expecting. Um, do you think there's a world where Microsoft accepts a caveat to get this deal through the door where it says we won't put this in streaming? in Sorry, in Game Pass.
2: No, because no. that's the main incentive for them to buy this. It, what is the point of buying it? Just to have it on PlayStation and Xbox um, day one um, at, at full price. They gain nothing from that. I guess they gain their profits from that, from only Activision, but that's, I don't think that's the primary driving foot of this acquisition. This, this is
0: primarily to
2: have Call of Duty on Game Pass.
0: $68 billion to put Call of Duty on Game Pass.
2: Yeah. Which I think is a reflection of just how committed they are to Game Pass. That while they're saying that, oh, we're like we're, we're a small player out in our Game Passes at uh, its early days, they're they're super into like I think they genuinely believe that subscription games as a subscription is the future of the industry and and they want to be the dominant player in there.
1: I well, would play Call of Duty on Game Pass, but I wouldn't pay for it. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which maybe says yeah. more about my tastes, but that's. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, like Call of Duty games are, you know, very well crafted. I wouldn't pay 70 pounds for them just because, you know, I, I, I'm not a Call of Duty player. I would probably play through the campaign if it was on Game Pass, but I wouldn't drop 70 pounds on it because, I mean, it, these games get replaced every year still. Um, and it's just not worth it for me. I'm not going to invest time into the multiplayer, <laughs> but I, I enjoy a campaign and I'll have a quick go and then I'll get beaten loads and then I'll move on. <laughs>
1: very good at the multiplayer for Black Ops. And there was one, like I remember there was one person online that was like my my unspoken nemesis. And every time I saw them, I was like, you're mine. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that, was, that was very cathartic.
0: Also, I think Call of Duty is now one of those franchises which uh, it still has an upfront cost and it still comes out every year. But kind of like FIFA, you know, the while it makes a load of money upfront from box sales and day one sales, it's got that recurring you yeah. pay for money over the year. And that's what Microsoft wants. And Xbox got... Game Pass is the gateway drug to you then picking up a games-as-a-service <laughs> thing, which you then pay into over time. You've got, mm. you got the
2: skins, you've got the Battle Pass. Um, I mean, there's rumors that there'll be paid expansion for this, the next Call of Duty. So yeah, there's a lot of recurring revenue to be made.
1: Mm-hmm. Given that we've now heard from the CMA and also from Cade, what do you reckon the FTC is going to do now?
2: Yeah, your guess is as good as mine. Um
1: look into your magic ball.
2: It'll probably go through. Um just based on like prior knowledge, the FTC doesn't tend to block these sort of agreements, especially not in, in this industry. So I think I think they'll go through the whole rigmarole of we'll do an investigation, and yada yada yada, but um I think it would ultimately go through.
1: I, I think, want to see I what Microsoft will. will say about Bungie. <laughs> mm. <laughs>
0: Microsoft doesn't really care. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's it'll it, it it's fine. It'll let it will let Bungie go, especially if um if it helps uh to go through. Um do we do we all think that this deal will ultimately go through? Um Liv, do you reckon it will go through? if we're sat here um summer twenty twenty three. Uh, do you think it will be, go- it, it will have gone through by that point?
3: I have no idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the cynic in me wants to say yes, but the hopeful part of me wants to say no. <laughs> well,
0: I, that The hopeful part like... wants, to, wants to say no.
3: Yeah, because... Why do you hope
0: just... No.
3: Because just in general, I think that you know having like two or three big companies that are owning like the big company, the bigger like the less big companies in in games is kind of just generally not great for the market. Um, but I am I can see it going through just because you know Microsoft is very very insistent
0: on this. I think it is. Yeah. right. do you think it will go through?
2: I think it will, maybe with the concession that um, they make Microsoft sign a written contract with Sony to have Call of Duty on PlayStation for the next however many years. um, Just to appease Sony, maybe. Um, But I think it will go through. Um, You haven't asked, but... It, do I think it should go through? Um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm sort of with living that in general, I don't really like consolidation of the market. I think it it does sort of make things worse and you have less choice and potentially, you know, it, it's just a general view. Of course, Microsoft has said that they're not going to do that without Division uh, Blizzard, like Call of Duty will still stay on Call of Duty. Uh, sorry, at PlayStation, but um, Yeah, it's just a general feeling that a lot of money being spent just consolidating the market isn't a good thing.
0: What do you think, Victoria?
1: I think it will go through, and I have never had any doubt that it will go through, even though we're going through all these various processes (laughs) elsewhere. I just always picture it going through. As for whether or not I think it should or shouldn't, I don't actually have an opinion either way um which maybe I should I don't know maybe I should rethink my life choices here but <laughs> I, it, I think um... that
0: your life choices, not having a great deal of uh, <laughs> care about whether this deal goes through is a good thing okay <laughs> I think you should pin your life around it. I think people who <laughs> there is there are people on the internet who are really invested in whether this game it, this deal goes yeah. through or not and I think that maybe that's not the most healthy thing
1: I mean, this is also, I'm aware that I'm coming from a privileged position in the sense that this is the industry I work in. And so if it happens, I get to write about it and it probably won't actually affect what I do or don't play on because of, you know, I'm lucky I have that choice. I am very aware that's a very privileged position. So for me, it's not actually going to have a great deal of bearing on anything I do or don't do with my gaming choices. Um, But again, I realize I'm coming from a point of privilege with that one. So,
2: I think just on that you, you, you touched on something that i think for the average gamer all they care about is especially if they're a playstation player is will call of duty be still on playstation that's what most of my friends that don't really care too much about what goes on in the industry that that's that's what they want to know will call of duty be still on playstation and as long as it does i don't think they really care hmm.
0: well microsoft has, has already answered that question at least from microsoft's point of view right and and they they've said yes it will be and this week they went Uh, You know, into that again, and they said keeping Call of Duty on PlayStation is a commercial imperative for the Xbox business. It's counting on revenues from the distribution of Activision Blizzard games on Sony PlayStation, and and they said it will be there for years to come. So, I don't know. Are are your do your friends believe that? (laughs) Or do you take the long view that you know they can say this now, but in fifteen years?
2: Well, yeah, it's the uncertainty, and like, yeah, sure, you could they'll keep it now, but there's no obligation for them to keep it permanently. And, you know, Call of Duty is a yearly franchise, and it's something that a lot of people look forward to. You know, they they sort of want that security that in 10 years Call of Duty will still be on PlayStation.
0: I want, I do wonder if it will continue to be. And, and you know, there have been reports that um, Activision will take a year out with Call of Duty, and if Warzone continues to be hugely successful, Warzone 2 launches and uh is a is a big hit do they need as much to rely on how much longer can that annual game in a box last basically call of duty is the only franchise that still does it outside of sports games yeah um and it's very much the sort of the the lone remainder of that time in the industry where you did see an assassin's creed game every year you did see a, a need for speed game every year from ea um I don't know. I Maybe that makes things easier if it's if it's live service and it's always on PlayStation.
1: This is a slightly sort of, um, uh, it, it's a quote, but it's not like verbatim because I can't remember verbatim. But whenever Cade was talking, they did say, um, oh, let me try to think of it. If if Activision Blizzard games are no longer playable on Sony, there's still plenty of other things that are on Sony so people could just change a franchise. And I, I kind of see that. Like it's, I don't know. Is Captain Price really that big a deal? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, you're talking about one of the biggest video game franchises of all time. I know, I know time. but there
1: are other shooters out there. Like, there's, it's not... I don't, oh, I don't know. There are other shooters. Have, have, peop, have but... people just got stuck into a habit is more what I'm trying to say.
0: Which, well, yeah. But, you know, say what you want about them putting out a shooter every year. Yeah. Uh... Okay, it's, well, it, it ain't Battlefield 2042.
2: I was, well, that's okay. exactly what I was going to say. Over to you, like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Battlefield was an absolute disaster. Like, I think there's so much anticipation for Modern Warfare 2 just because of how terrible Battlefield 2042 is. They're, like you said, there are a lot of shooters, and there are a lot of shooters, but they don't have the same polish as Call of Duty. As much as we like to like crap on Call of Duty every hour, there's one every year, and it's the same thing, but... There's a level of quality for Call of Duty games that, like, players just like um, you just really can't get that anywhere else in terms of the first-person shooter genre.
1: But is that because of like the story, or is this the multiplayer aspect that you're when you're? Oh, it, it'd this? be
2: multiplayer. I think most people don't play the campaign.
1: I played the campaign.
0: <laughs> me too, but
2: we're in the minority here.
0: <laughs> I do, and I think that marks me out as as a non-Call of Duty player. Um, mm. Well, I I think it will go through and i'm i'm gonna say i i think it should go through i uh well for for selfish reasons i'm just interested to see what happens (laughs) Um, i'm interested to see the industry disrupted and i think that if microsoft does stick to its word which it will and keep call of duty on playstation because it's financially uh sensible and because there's just no way they they'd not do it now after saying it so many times.
1: Hmm.
0: I just think, good, you know, like what will PlayStation do next? And I know this is Microsoft's line um, that competition is good for the industry, but I look at what PlayStation is up to at the moment and it is the market leader, as Microsoft keeps pointing out. And it's come up with a PlayStation a PlayStation version of Xbox Game Pass, which you know is is sort of still finding its feet but it, it's launched now and i just think there's no way that playstation would have done this without xbox coming out launching game pass trying it and for sure uh, and succeeding and then playstation <laughs> needs to do its own thing it's sort of trying to dabble in cloud gaming um it obviously sees that as important in the future as does microsoft although the technology is not quite there yet um and i i I am interested to see what happens when Sony, as the console market leader, has to counter the fact that playstation sorry that Call of duty will be in game pass from twenty twenty four or whenever whenever it is what What does Sony do to counter that i I think Sony's already thinking that, and I think you know if you're Jim Ryan and you've just come back from your trip to Brussels <laughs> You are already trying to foresee what will happen when this deal does go through. Like, if you're not, then you're not doing a job. And microsoft Sony knows, like, it, it knows there's a very, very strong likelihood that this deal will go through, and that's why it's got 10 live service games of its own coming out in the next five years mm. that it will do exactly the same thing with that Microsoft wants to do with Call of Duty put it in PlayStation Plus or give PlayStation Plus. If they're free to play, it'll be like you get a better version, or like early access, or perks, or something like that for Game Pass. Uh, and and we'll see like you know they'll they'll want to have Horizon multiplayer as their big thing that we'll, they'll sell as part of their subscription or or include for people as part of that. Um, and I'm interested to see like PlayStation was in a place where so it was relying on these big temporal releases, and that is also sort of you can't sell consoles just based on that. I think it's a nice idea, but you like you sell consoles now based on an attractive subscription model and, uh, your own IPs, but like not just blockbuster triple There is a place for those. And Microsoft can't really compete with, compete with Sony in that space, but Sony at the moment can't really, uh, compete with game pass and, um, Yeah, the move to live service that they're doing, I think, is is how they're planning to get people in and um, attracted to PlayStation in their long term. Um, So I want it to happen. (laughs) It'll be very interesting. Very, very interesting if and when it does. Sorry, Victoria, did you put up your hand?
1: Oh, no, sorry. I was just wafting away some dust. Um, <laughs> uh, i like the fact that you think i'm at school though and i'm like mr phillips can I... Can I have a word? it's very polite
0: and also the captain just looked up and thought oh are you waving at me
1: yeah. hey, buddy.
0: <laughs> honorary uh, newscast member the captain, there. the captain if you're listening on the audio version of the podcast you're missing out <laughs> come join us on the video side of things and uh and see victoria is spaniel Victoria's <laughs> lovely just canine
1: companion.
2: had one more final point, which is that I think a part of it is also just you mentioned that Sony probably has more IPs that people can actually care about. And I think part of the reason that Microsoft really wants Activision is that they don't have a lot of IPs that people care about. And we have Halo, It Begins of War, Forza. Um, Forza. Oh,
1: gosh, I was just going to these for anyone Halo, whereas with PlayStation, I could run off loads. Yeah.
0: And um, Halo's not in a great spot.
2: No, which is why they had to buy Bethesda Beth- 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 and Activision. They sort of need to fill out their lineup with stuff, which I can see.
0: I remember, yes, yeah, Starfield, great shout. Like that's not something that they were in a position to do themselves or, or build something similar. Um, I remember back in the Xbox One era, where there was one Christmas that Microsoft had a load of games coming out, and they were trying to make this big deal out of them having a bunch of first party out at the same time and that was the year that they bought tomb raider and they put lara croft Ooh. as part of it next to a forza yeah. car <laughs> yeah and, and it's the same thing now like activision blizzard is just another tomb raider that i mean it's it's a very different sort of thing but it's i think you're right ish in that it's 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 microsoft saying like we we, we still need a money hat because we're not we don't have that wealth of first party that sony has. it
1: mm. doesn't have uncharted.
0: no, but it will still have it will it will soon have candy crush. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what you convinced me.
0: <laughs> well we will see. um we will see what happens uh tune in next week I, I doubt that the deal will have closed by then but uh we'll certainly keep you updated that would be nice imagine
1: if it does though wow turn
3: around like yeah. tomorrow as soon as oh, as soon as we finish recording this i know like, yes it
1: just gets announced bombshell quickly okay. <laughs> i'll go back and do it again uh
0: until then where can people find you on twitter victoria
1: i remember this week it's little chop shop gal
0: cool right
2: It's ishrxq underscore and live.
3: I'm at just cast holy
0: and I went to put twice in a row. Sorry guys, we're gonna have to redo the newscast now. Um, <laughs> Got time. I'm at Tom Phillips. Eg. Bye for now, everyone. See you next time. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>